it's my lifestyle, it's my lifestyle. <laughs> welcome, welcome to the Grounds Crew, a podcast covering all things baseball. We're brought to you by Baseball Lifestyle. Here are your hosts, Josh Shapiro and Tristan Maddie. What's up, everybody? It's Tristan back for episode 76 of the Ground Screw Podcast. Today is Wednesday, December 26th, the day after Christmas. Hope you guys enjoyed your day, had a Merry Christmas, got everything you wanted, uh, got all that baseball lifestyle gear you wanted. I hope you guys got all the, your orders in, in time. I know I enjoyed my day, so I hope you guys had a special day. So a lot's happened since we last spoke, but we'll get into that after today's Behind the Brand. We got a lot of stuff going on with Baseball Lifestyle, so I hope you guys are excited to hear about it because we got a little bit to talk about with today's Behind the Brand. So first thing we got is the 12 Days of Giveaway that's going on right now. We'll be giving away thousands of dollars worth of gear, worth of merch, on our Instagram account, and that's going to be going on until January 5th. So I hope you guys are going to want to check that out. Maybe win some gear. If you didn't get what you were looking for for Christmas, if you still want to try and get some baseball lifestyle swag up in your closet check that out try to get yourself entered it's going to be really cool giving away like i said thousands of dollars worth of stuff and that'll be going on until january 5th and also we're going to be at baseball youth's all-american games in orlando florida from january 2nd to january 5th so we'll be there representing baseball lifestyle you guys want to show up come see us come say what's up We'll be there. But that's not all. Chase Darnot and L.A. Gamo, the baseballologist, will be representing Baseball Lifestyle 101 at the All-American Games in Southern California on those same dates, January 2nd to January 5th. So, we're going to be at two places at once, guys. We're ready to do it all. So come out, come say what's up. Southern Southern California and Orlando, Florida. Come check us out. Come say what's up. Come see the games. It's going to be really cool. We're really excited about it. Now let's get ready for some news from around the big leagues. First up, we got a huge move. Dodgers moved a ton of salary, dumped all their salary on Cincinnati. They sent Yasiel Puig, Matt Kemp, Alex Wood, and backup catcher Kyle Farmer to the Reds in exchange for two prospects and Homer Bailey, who's just going to be released. Puig and Kemp, probably the two biggest names in that deal, they were the most decorated outfielders on L.A.'s roster. Yasiel Puig, he's been somewhat of a controversial player over the past couple of years. Been an up-and-down player. Never really lived up to the potential that he flashed in an amazing rookie season a few years back. However, he's still been a productive player these past couple of years. He's still got a huge arm out in right field. Shows some gold glove potential. Very good fielder. Then with Kemp... He had been an MVP candidate in the past with the Dodgers. He just resurrected his career upon returning at age 34. He had a great first half that earned him an all-star nod, hitting 315, 15 home runs, and he had an 874 OPS before fading in the second half. And then you got Alex Wood, the 27-year-old lefty who's won 25 games and had a 3.20 ERA in the last two seasons with the Dodgers. He came to the Dodgers. He really was a big-time pitcher for them for a little while. And then the biggest name that the Reds are sending, Homer Bailey, he's owed $23 million in 2019. 
but he went just 1-14 for the last place team last season and has a 6.25 ERA over the past four years. That's just pitiful, especially for a guy that's going to be making $23 million this year. That is just unbelievable. Dodgers still have a ton of pitching, which is why they can make that move. Uh, ton of starting pitching. Just to name a few, you got Kershaw, Bueller, Ryu, Rich Hill. They can make that move, dump some salary. Then in the outfield, they're just as deep. They got Peterson, they got Bellinger, they got the top prospect, Alex Verdugo, among a few other guys, Andrew Tolles. There's plenty of guys there. And it opens up a spot. I mean, they get a lot of more flexibility. Andrew Friedman, their GM, went into the offseason with the plan to free up space at both of the positions, starting pitchers and outfielders. He stated that it was unfair to limit some of these guys' playing time. And it obviously, you know, they're paying a lot of these big-name players to just sit on the bench. It's, it doesn't make sense. So you want to get guys who are flexible, who can who you can move around, and that costs a little bit less. So it's going to give them a lot more flexibility. They're going to save roughly $17 million on their luxury tax in 2019. And obviously, people are starting to speculate that they went out and made this room to try and go out and get a Bryce Harper and an AJ or an AJ Pollock, which wouldn't be surprising. I mean, they would go right back over that luxury tax uh, payroll. But if you get a Bryce Harper and an AJ Pollock, you're not going to be mad about that. You're just going to take the hits. Bryce Harper, he'd give them that lefty presence that they need in that lineup. It would be really nice. Turn that lineup into a machine again. It's kind of already a machine, so. But it was a smart move for the Dodgers. I mean, we're looking at it like, oh, they just traded all these big names for nothing. But they didn't really have a need for these guys. And Puig is somebody they've been trade, trying to trade for a long time. Uh, Matt Kemp, before this season, they were thinking about release. Uh, before 2018, they were thinking about just releasing him. So, good move, smart move. They replenish a farm system a little bit that had been traded all over the place. They got Jeter Downs from the Reds, who was their number seven prospect, and then they got a pitcher. So not a bad move. They didn't get absolutely nothing back. And the Reds president says that they're not done yet, that they have the resources to make their team better. So they were, what, 66 and 96 last year? They're or something like that. They're trying to get do a little bit better, you know. Trying to have a reason for the fans to come out. They're still a long ways from competing, but who knows. Alright. So according to reports, we're going to have to wait till until after New Year's for a Manny Machado decision. Machado has reportedly conveyed to all the three teams that are interested that they're going to have to wait till until 2019 for his decision. Came out before Christmas. It's obviously not as long now, but unfortunate i think we all want that decision to come sooner rather than later a lot of people were wanted to a lot of phillies white Sox, and yankee fans were hoping they would get a little christmas present i know i was i was hoping man he would just come out and say he was signing with the yankees like mark Teixeira did a couple years ago right before christmas but it wasn't meant to be he wants to take the time make the decision to enjoy some time with his family understandable like i said new year's is next tuesday so We'll just have to wait on the edge of our seats a little while longer. Now, reports have also stated that the Yankees are his preferred destination if they are close in terms of offers. 
That's what he's been telling friends, apparently. And I don't think that's too surprising. I think he's kind of made it clear over the span of the 2018 year that he has a desire to go to the Yankees, which makes me very happy. But we'll see. They, like we've talked about, the Yankees are kind of reluctant to give him $300 million. So if he's willing to take maybe 240 from the Yankees, if the Phillies only offer him 280 we'll see. 240 he would still be making $35 million a year. It's not really getting gypped. So, but we'll see. We'll see what Machado wants. I mean, maybe the White Sox offer them the most, but he seems like he doesn't want to go to a team that's still rebuilding. He wants to go to somebody that's going to compete, and the Yankees and the Phillies can offer that right now, and the White Sox can't. So, the Yankees have a few other backup plans, so they're not too invested in this. They have Freddie Galvis, who they're looking at, and Troy Tulowitzki, who was released a couple weeks ago by the Blue Jays. So they got a couple moves they can make if they don't win the sweet six for Manny. But I hope they do. In another pretty big move that happened last week, Daniel Murphy agreed to a deal with the Colorado Rockies. It was a two-year deal worth $24 million with a third-year option. He's 33, year old, thir- uh, 33 years old. But he hit 299 with 12 home runs and 42 ribbies in 91 games with Washington and Chicago last year. Chicago, they didn't really need him, so they kind of let him go. So He may serve as a replacement to DJ LeMay, who, who may leave in free agency, their second baseman that has been playing there for a while. But the Rockies, they view him as a fix for first base. They had the lowest offensive production in the league from the first base slot. Uh, Ian Desmond was mo- their starting first baseman, so he'll probably slide back into the outfield. When he came to Colorado, he wasn't much of a first baseman, so I could see why it didn't work out. Daniel Murphy, we know what he is. He's a pure hitter. He's not the best fielder. So maybe moving him from second to first base is the better move. Get him in that lineup, get him in course field, and he'll rake for you. I mean, ever since that... 2015 playoff run with the Mets he's just been a different player than he was previously came to Washington and continued that was a little uh almost an MVP candidate so playing in Colorado can only help him and then the other day Andrew Miller the big time reliever signed with the St. Louis Cardinals the Cardinals and the lefty agreed to a two-year 25 million dollar deal with an option for a third year as well the Cardinals stated that one of their goals was to improve upon their bullpen, and they believe they did this by adding one of the game's premier relievers. That's exactly what he is when he's healthy, but knee injuries and among other injuries have hindered him the last two seasons. He had three trips to the DL in 2018, hamstring issues, knee issues, blah, blah, blah. and he had two trips in 2017. He finished 2018 with kind of a lackluster year, but obviously that was due to these injuries. A 4.24 ERA, 45 strikeouts, just not the same guy he was previous, before. He was arguably Cleveland's most important pitcher behind Corey Kluber these last few years. Came to them in the midway point in 2016, and then he ended up being the MVP of the 2016 ALCS. He was a big part of that playoff run. Uh, Terry Francona could just use him in a variety of ways, and so he changes how you can work that bullpen. So that's another big-time player that's leaving Cleveland. And apparently the Indians are engaged in discussions involving Corey Kluber with the San Diego Padres. 
The San Diego Padres struggled last season with a 66-96 and 96 record. I guess that's why I was thinking about those numbers before. They've been aggressively pursuing a frontline starter this offseason. They've been involved in discussions for a number of big-time pitchers. Uh, Nowhere Syndergaard is probably the most notable. I don't understand why they feel the need to go out and trade some of their farm system away for a big-time pitcher, especially when I feel like they're still a couple years away. But, you know, San Diego Padres are... Some one of the more questionably run organizations. I mean, they had that year where they went out and got Justin Upton, Craig Kimbrell, uh, BJ. No, it was Justin Upton, and a few other guys, and it just didn't work out. Matt Kemp, yeah, it was weird. But to each their own. They have one of the uh, baseball's strongest farm systems, so they do have a little flexibility on what they want to do with those guys. They've also noted that they won't be trading the uh, top prospect, Fernando Tatis Jr., which is the smart move because he's a top six uh, prospect. You don't trade that away for nothing, for something like this. A couple days ago, Ken Rosenthal reported that CC Sabathia had heart surgery. He underwent a procedure to repair blockage in one of the arteries that led lead to your heart earlier this month. Doctors said his prognosis is excellent. Both short and long term, he's gonna should should make a full recovery and be ready for spring training. He was experiencing some chest pain before, and they checked up on him and found that he needed to get the surgery. Which heart surgery can always be scary. So, our best wishes to CC. Uh, this is probably going to be his last year, so it's good that he'll be ready to go. Doctors say he should be perfectly fine and be able to pitch normally. So, happy to hear that. Even if you're not a Yankee fan, uh, CC Sabathia, he's one of the game's cooler guys. And has been for a long time. And the last topic for our 76th podcast is Brady Singer. Brady Singer gave back uh, in a video that went viral on Christmas morning. Uh, I know most of you guys probably saw this. It was Brady Singer's parents, and he gave them the gift in a card. He paid off their his parents' debts, all their loans, everything that they had built up, paying for his baseball, for his traveling, everything. It was really cool. I know that's something a lot of us wish they could do. And good for Brady Singer for having the ability to do that and going out and do that. It was really cool, really cool video. Made his parents cry. And I'm sure it made a lot of people get in their feels because it was a very emotional video. Good for you, Brady Singer. Props. Like I said, that's all we got for today. I hope you guys enjoyed listening. I hope you guys get involved in the 12 Days of Giveaway going on now until January 5th. And I hope you guys come out and see us at the All-American Games next week. Have a happy new year. And we'll see you guys in 2019. See you. And that right there was the grounds crew. Brought to you by Baseball Lifestyle.